Welcome to America's Commercial Real Estate Show, your source for market intel, forecasts, and success strategies. Hi, I'm Michael Ball. Thank you for being with us. Well, this segment is brought to you by CommercialAgentSuccess.com. It is training, video training online for commercial real estate agents and sales managers. Check it out at CommercialAgentSuccess.com. We have a great show for you today. We're going to talk about the industrial real estate market. You know, what does the future hold? Industrial has been doing very well, but we have some things going on in the economy. We have a cycle that's a little long in the tooth. Uh, we have tariffs going on and a lot of discussion there. So what should we expect and how will interest rates impact industrial real estate moving forward? We'll talk about all that and more. Please welcome my first guest, Barbara Denham. Barbara is Senior Economist with Reese and she's joining us on the phone. Barbara, thanks for being with us. Thanks for having me. And uh, hey, Barbara, I really enjoyed uh, speaking with you at the CPA conference. You did a great job with the fireside chat. Thanks for joining us for that. Oh, that was fun. Thanks for having me. And let's talk about industrial real estate. Uh, it seems like it's been the favorite class for a while. Uh, how are occupancy rates and rental rates trending? Is it just great everywhere? Well, um, unfortunately, the industrial sector is kind of uh, taking a breather over the last two quarters. Uh, about a year ago, or even at the end of 2017, I was saying this is the MVP of commercial real estate. It had the highest occupancy growth rates, very strong rent growth. It was a broad uh, growth. Every single metro across the U.S. was seeing pretty significant growth, and I think a lot of that was by the optimism in the e-commerce world. However, in the last two quarters, we have seen a significant uh, slowdown in occupancy. As uh, first quarter, there was definitely uh, much lower net absorption, but positive. This quarter, there was the net absorption was very low, and it's a little disconcerting because uh, construction has been so strong. So everyone was so optimistic last year and uh, construction really really uh started to accelerate and that acceleration is is you know uh led into this year more construction and yet net absorption was low in the first quarter and even lower almost uh seven million square feet which is very low in the second quarter and i think what's happened is with the tariff wars and the, the trade wars kind of creating a lot of uncertainty, a lot of potential uh, lessors or tenants have just, you know, said, let's not rent anything. Let's not sign any leases until we know what's going on. So that's interesting. So I, when I think of the industrial sector, I think of developers who uh, are a lot more conservative, typically speaking, uh, and tend to want to do build the suits. And of course, uh, they've been doing some spec building over the last several years, so you think uh, maybe they've gotten over their skis a little bit? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a good expression for what's happening. Uh, more spec development over the last, say, six quarters uh, than, we, when, than we have seen, and a lot of it is for lease. It's not owner-occupied. So, um, so, yeah, they definitely have gotten over their skis and um, because, again, a lot of tenants are just... You know, there's still probably demand. They're probably just sitting it out for a quarter or two um, until they understand what the tariffs mean. But until they understand what's happening with this trade war, um, they're just not leasing like they had been. And the various industrial types of properties, Barbara, that, that you guys track at Reese, 
Um, tell me how they're differentiating uh, in performance and rental rates and occupancy. Is it these really big boxes that are having more of the challenge? Uh, it's kind of across the board. I can't say that there's any um, really defining properties. I would say, you know, like in any situation, uh, the better, lo- you know, in industrial, it's, it's more about location. Um, so the mar- the properties that are closer to, uh, you know, the the infrastructure and the highways and the, and the, the airports are probably better suited than um, the ones that are more remote. Uh, you know, newer is usually better in terms of like logistics and and ceiling height things like that um but generally speaking i think a lot more of it has to do with location because it's not like an office building you don't have to be in the shiny new building when you're an industrial um so uh yeah so but and 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 the thing is too you know usually in industrial the, the 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 new construction has been concentrated in the bigger markets like san bernardino riverside in the uh inner empire um, Chicago, Atlanta, Houston, and Dallas are like the biggest markets, and they've still seen positive net absorption, but not nearly as much as they had in the past. And what are some of the top markets, Barbara, that are maybe winning or maybe lagging right now? Um, well, the five metros that had the strongest growth were Jacksonville, San Diego, Denver, Boston, and Columbus. Um, the ones that uh, saw uh, problems in the second quarter um, were Philadelphia, Houston, Los Angeles, Miami, suburban Virginia, and um, Palm Beach. Okay. And what about rental rates, Barbara? It seems like you look at industrial historically, and the rates have been a little stagnant. But, of course, we've had some rent increases over the last several years. What are the trends right now? Uh, rent growth has slowed. It has definitely slowed. It was over 1% per quarter last year, um, and that's slowed definitely in the first two quarters, about 0.4, 0.6%. Um, so, and like I said, that's more because a, a few markets are seeing rent declines, and then just the overall pace of rent growth uh, in the last two quarters has slowed pretty significantly. Now, what about investors, Barbara? We're talking with Barbara Denham with Reese about the industrial market. It seems like when we take an industrial property to market, we get multiple competing offers. Uh, investors like industrial now. What's the volume? Uh, volume has been pretty slow. Um, so, uh, again, a, a, much, uh, a much more of a slowdown in industrial property sales. Definitely a, a slowdown across the board in all commercial property sales. I think people... Uh, lenders are a little bit more hesitant. Um, construction costs are uh, going up. Um, so, but you know, th- we're seeing a, a variety of cap rates um, on the properties that have traded. So, for example, like in Atlanta, they're all about in the six to eight percent range, which isn't bad. Well, what about cap rates, Barbara? Uh, cap rates? How are they trending right now in industrial? They've kind of stayed the same. Like I said, they're you know in Atlanta they've been in the uh, low six to eight percent range. Uh, some markets they're you know as high as ten percent. Uh, you know I can't really say which ones. It, it's it's a very much a, a question of selection bias. Mm-hmm. I I don't like talking about cap rates because you have one or two trades uh, that were had you know very high rents and had very low cap rates, mm-hmm. um, and then the next quarter you'll see. Um, more properties at the bottom with higher cap rates. So it's hard to like really get a trend when there's the, the, the transaction data is as sparse as it is. 
Um, but generally speaking, the overall cap rates in commercial real estate is not are not increasing uh, as you want you would expect, given that interest rates are starting to increase. So what do you expect moving forward for cap rates for industrial sector? Uh, well, I think they might trend up a little bit. Uh, again, not just because there's all of a sudden we've created a little uncertainty with this trade war, but you know the theory is that with interest rates rising, cap rates generally rise too as the cost of capital goes up. But we're just not seeing that as we have in previous cycles. So there's a bit of a squeeze between, say, the, the uh, cap rates and the 10-year Treasury notes. Um, but, uh, you know, it, it, I, I think right now in industrial, people are sitting it out until they understand what's happening with this, this trade war issue. Interesting. Well, where do you think there might be some opportunities? Are there certain sectors in industrial real estate that might be opportunistic or maybe certain uh, market areas that uh, have uh, more demand? Um, yeah, generally speaking, you have to do your homework. You know, I'm seeing a lot of growth um, in the warehouse and storage industry in terms of job growth. Uh, but it's, you know, it's, it's, it's scattered across the U.S. Um, certainly Amazon is still having a pretty uh, significant impact on the warehouse uh, industry. A lot of their properties are owner-occupied. Um, I mean, I generally think the e-commerce businesses are, uh, you know, are still going to be growing, not quite at the same high rate as they had been, but uh, I think there's still going to be growth going forward. Okay. Well, Barbara, what would you leave our audience with related to industrial real estate? I would say do your homework. Um, you know, there's probably still opportunities out there. You just have to know your market pretty well, and you have to look at the construction statistics because there's still a lot of, um, you know, uh, you can see a, a great opportunity for construction and not realize that there's already a permit and, and, and plans for construction in that site. Uh, so I would definitely do your homework in terms of, you know, the due diligence and the, and the understanding what, what the construction data is saying. Yeah, well, that's a very good tip, and uh, I would leave a tip that it, uh, if you own an existing property uh, that's leased, might be a good time to consider selling. In my viewpoint, maybe that's just because I'm a broker, right? But uh, and I do sell properties. But if you look at rising interest rates, uh, uh, kind of where we are in the cycle of real estate, it's not a bad time to sell, is it? I, I would agree. I would agree. It's definitely a good time to sell. All right. Well, Barbara, thanks for joining us. Great information as usual. Oh, no problem. All right, well, stay with us. We'll have more on industrial real estate right after this short break. I'm Michael Bull. This is America's Commercial Real Estate Show. Would you like access to invest in institutional quality commercial real estate with experienced sponsors with small amounts of money? Of course you would. Visit realcrowd.com. Choose between core, core plus, value add, or opportunistic. Visit realcrowd.com. Would you like to be the top producing commercial broker in your office? Check out Michael Bull's video training. Since you're a show listener, you receive 10% off your first purchase. At checkout, use discount code CREshow. Visit commercialagentsuccess.com. Are you looking for proven property management and facilities management education? Visit BOMI.org. That's B-O-M-I, Building Owners and Managers Institute International. They are the trusted source for education in the property and facilities industry. Visit BOMI.org.
Welcome back to America's Commercial Real Estate Show. I'm Michael Ball. This segment is brought to you by my company, Bull Realty Asset and Occupancy Solutions. Visit bullrealty.com. Well, today we're talking about industrial real estate and you know what a great sector. It's been on a, on a great run for several years and boy, industrial folks really need it. It seems like there was some tough times in past years, but boy, it's really been a roll. Well, now we have a big developer. If you've heard of Majestic Realty, I'm sure around the country. We have Will Lombard with us and he's a VP with Majestic Realty and he's in Studio One with us. Will, thanks for being with us. Thanks for having me. Well, we've all heard about the e-commerce and these really big buildings, these really big tenants, and it's really been fueling industrial real estate for, for a long time. Is it still going on? <laughs> uh, absolutely. I mean, when you look at kind of the strategy of some of these bigger companies, it's uh, kind of a five, ten year plan and they're still rolling them out annually. So um, it's, it's big news. It's kind of the biggest, biggest news in industrial and it will be for the next ten years. And is it so. still the big players that are active? Yeah, it's, uh, it's Walmart, Amazon, and it's mm -hmm. uh, the FedEx, UPS and DHLs of the world trying to keep up with them. Yeah. So absolutely. In, yeah. any, in any growing market, uh, those companies will be doing deals. Yeah. And do you really see any stop in this? I mean, it seems like we, we still get continued reports of online sales continuing to grow. And I guess that's what they're seeing and say, hey, let's just build. And these buildings are, what, all of them over a million square feet? Uh, depends <laughs> on the market. Uh, they yeah. can be. You know, Atlanta probably has 3 million, 4 million square feet of Amazon buildings. Mm -hmm. They've got um, 1.2 million square feet for Walmart. Um, you know, in a bigger market like Atlanta, I think that's typical. But in, you know, in a smaller market of Springfield, Missouri, you might have a two or 300,000 square foot building. So it's kind of, you know, matching up with the size of the, the market. And these big users, are, are these mostly, are they mostly going in to build the suit or are they also leasing some of the spec buildings? They can lease spec buildings, but a lot of the e-commerce uh, fulfillment centers have kind of unique features to them, whether it's clear height or power needs or um, column spacing. They kind of tend to be build a suits just to fit uh, everything that goes inside the box correctly. Yeah, and I think some people might be surprised at what that box looks like today, right? Mm -hmm. So describe one of your more recent deals where you said you had one that had the 40 ceiling height and they're mm -hmm. doing four le levels in there? Yeah, uh, we just had a deal with a company called ASOS.com. They are a British fashion uh, the apparel company uh, that's new to the U.S. Uh, we built a million square foot building that was kind of fully loaded up with eight inch slab, 40 foot clear, uh, insulated roof, 500 trailer parks, uh, 500 auto parks, and they came to the market and they needed a 40 foot clear building. We were the only spec building that uh, had 40 foot clear in the southeast and kind of became a natural fit. And um, yeah, they're doing uh, in about 600,000 square feet of the building, they're doing a four story mezzanine with uh, I think it's 38 or 39 miles of aisles wow, across, across four stories. That's so, got to be cool to just walk through and see in action. It is. I mean, yeah, I told them they should do a charity marathon in there or something. <laughs> That's great. And. Um, we were talking before the show and you mentioned it, that uh, one of the things that's really important to these companies today are the, the labor and mm -hmm. reducing turnover. And I think we think about that in commercial real estate in the office uh, environment, but I don't know if we thought about it as much in the industrial, but that's what you're seeing, right? Uh, it's, yeah, I mean, yeah. It's, it's lining up with, with office. You, yeah. you are looking, uh, you know, in Atlanta, you've got 20 million square feet under construction. Um, figure there's 200 jobs and at least in each of those buildings. Mm -hmm. um, 
or for million square foot buildings, uh, you've got to do something to separate yourself as an employer to, to limit turnover. Yeah. Um, ASOS, they've got 60,000 square feet of office. They've got a gym, a cafeteria, um, an outside park with basketball courts, a tennis court, bocce ball, and then uh, we also had some excess land, and they're going to put walking trails uh, on 21 acres next to their site. So, you know, when you're looking at ASOS work, working there, if you're a fifteen out, fifteen dollar an hour employee, or working somewhere else that doesn't have any of those amenities, it's a no-brainer. Yeah, well, it makes sense. Look at our office; we have a game room, pool table, and you know, darts and everything else. And I think you know you want to have a nice environment to cut down on the turnover. And these buildings you guys are building today, and you guys are all over the country. You're in California, you're in Vegas, you're, mm-hmm. um, you, you know, you're in Atlanta, and you're in Texas too, right? So. Mm-hmm. These buildings you're building today, these aren't your grandpa's industrial buildings today, are they? What are they like? No, um, you know, being a long-term holder of real estate, you know, we want to be on the high end of clear height and uh, every every main feature of an industrial building. Mm-hmm. We want to have, uh, we want to build buildings that we still want to own in 15 years. So even though you might be investing a little bit more to go 40 foot clear or have an insulated roof or you know, do the lead certification. In 15 years, you're going to have a building that may be kind of standard to the market. Right. So um, we're seeing a huge difference now. Is LED lighting just a standard now, or is that still a on point? a new building? Yeah. I mean, it, you know, you, the tenants know they're going to get their money back. Yeah. Uh, yeah. In 18 months. Yeah. Two years. Well, another thing that seems to be impacting the commercial real estate world in every sector is is construction costs. So, is that impacting your industrial world? Um, it is. I mean, buildings 15 years ago would cost, you know, you, your budget would be $40 all in, and now you're probably 50 bucks for a million square foot building. Um, steel prices are going up. All of our steel, uh, steel suppliers are saying, you know, we can only lock prices for four weeks. Four weeks. Um, that's hard to plan. That's hard to plan. And I think another big factor is just uh, labor for, yeah. for construction. Yeah. I mean, it's really competitive out there. You want to have a sub that you know that can perform that can staff the job and i've talked to some subs that have accepted jobs and they're scratching their head thinking where you know where are the people going to come from yeah how can i compete how do i pay labor to actually come and and perform yeah are you hearing any decisions adjusted yet because of potential trade wars and tariffs i'm not hearing it yet but I would say, I mean, if you have, um, if you're heavily invested in a port market, it might have a little bit more of an impact. Yeah. Um, but we, we haven't seen it yet. I'm hoping that nothing drastic happens and that's not news. Yeah. What are you seeing in, in automation and, and technology? Like you said, we said earlier, these aren't your grandpa's buildings. Yeah. yeah. What, what's new today? What are people saying? Yeah. Uh, I mean, when I got in the business 11 years ago, it was pallet racking and forklifts. You know, and now it is uh, buildings can be a lot more efficient with uh, automated material handling equipment. Um, you know, packages are flying around buildings on conveyors. Um, it's just it's much more common, and it allows it actually can allow you to have a smaller footprint as a user uh, because you can move move more product around yeah. quicker. Um, there's less dead space if you're using uh, automation and, and robots to to pick your goods versus people. Yeah. What is your tip for, or a couple tips, if you will, for tenants that uh, are going to need space uh, around the U.S.? I think if you're in a competitive market, you need to find a broker you trust. Mm-hmm. You need to uh, be able to make decisions quickly. Um, 
you know, I know in Southern California and Atlanta and uh, in Dallas where I have counterparts, you know, there may be two spaces available for 100,000 square feet where you want to be. And by the time you tour in two weeks, one of them's probably gone. Wow. So, um, you know, you, it's so competitive. You really need to step up, make a decision. And uh, yeah, maybe this is just developer talk, but don't get too hung up on rate. <laughs> I mean, you, yeah. you, need, the, you yeah. need the right building. You need yeah. to know where you want to be because you yeah. don't want to be forced in a situation where you're 20 miles away from your target. Well, yeah, I mean, that's a good point. I mean, you know, we see it in the office environment as well. You know, if you're going to be more productive, have less turnover and business is better, you know, maybe the increase in rent uh, is very much offset by higher profits, right? Yeah, uh, I think for, for a bulk industrial building, I, s I saw a stat a couple years ago, I think your rent is maybe 7 or 8% of your overhead. Mm -hmm. You know, labor, transportation costs are, uh, you know, much more significant. So if, if you're paying 10% more for your rent, in the grand scheme of things, it's not really moving the needle on your yeah. on your total business. So, so when you guys in the industrial world all get together, and we have some industrial brokers here at Bull, mm -hmm. when you guys all get together, it's compared to ten years ago, is this like a party atmosphere now? It's like the business is great, right? Well, you know, I, I got in the business in two thousand seven mm -hmm. uh, when things were still kind of good, and then it really slowed down. I don't think anybody forgot how bad the recession is, right. and I think a lot of people right now see an opportunity to make money. I think everyone's working really hard. Uh, you know, every brokerage development uh, communities are all really competitive. Um, so, you know, it's fun. We have a lot of deals to celebrate, but I think everybody is, you know, still a little cautious. Um, you know, as, as fast as we're moving, I think everyone remembers what it was like cautious but you and other developers are building spec right oh ab absolutely I mean we uh, yeah I think out of the 20 million square feet under construction uh, here in Atlanta uh, at least two-thirds of it is probably spec so yeah. or ha half of it um, yeah I, I mean you've got a lot of companies want to get money out the door um, you know developers need to I mean you can't lease a building that doesn't exist so they um, yeah. you know people are getting buildings up by cautious I just mean Everyone remembers what it was like. Yeah, yeah. You know. Well, that's a good thing. So, so what would you leave our audience with uh, as a thought about industrial real estate today? Um, you know, I, I think for the foreseeable future, industrial will continue to be a, a great sector in real mm -hmm. estate. It's always been kind of the the steady, you know, let's you know minimize risk. Let's in, you know have some industrial real estate. But I think you're going to continue to see brick and mortar retail shut down. Uh, all that product, everything you buy is going to be in a warehouse. Mm -hmm. um, uh, I think it's going to continue to be a competitive market all over the U.S. And um, you know, I think we have three more good years of of industrial real estate across what, the country. One final question for you is, um, you know, of course, these big million dollar plus million square foot plus mm -hmm. buildings are, are are fun, right? They're great. Are you also expecting or seeing demand for some of the smaller buildings, maybe that are closer to these in, into the cities? Yeah, um, you know the market for close in, you know, bread and butter, twenty, thirty, forty thousand square foot spaces. It's incredibly tight right now. Um, it's tougher to find land closer to the city centers. I mean, that's your one limiting factor. I mean, a, uh, a lot of the good sites have been, you know, they're under construction, built, or there's you know, something keeping someone from developing there. So it's, um, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's 
super competitive close in, but it's really hard to find a site to build a building. Yeah. Okay. Well, great. Well, Will, thanks for joining us. Great information. Thank you. Thanks for having me. And thank you for joining us out there. If you're watching on YouTube or on the podcast sites or iTunes, we appreciate you being with us. And uh, let us know what you think. And we also appreciate hearing from you and you sharing the show with your friends and colleagues. And join us next week. We'll have another great show. Until then, be sure you always lead, learn, and laugh and join us for America's Commercial Real Estate Show. Invest alongside real estate experts, sponsors who have a successful track record and skin in the game. It's as easy as one, two, three. Learn about the deals, make your investment, and grow your financial wealth. Visit arborcrowd.com. Are you looking to buy, sell, or lease commercial real estate? You're invited to contact Bull Realty for customized asset and occupancy solutions. Call 404-876-1640 or visit bullrealty.com. Promote your business to the U.S. commercial real estate industry. Click advertise at the show website, CREshow.com.